Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome. All right, I am so excited to be sharing this with you. So uh, I have been doing a lot of study lately around the issues of fear and faith. And I know for sure we're going to do a series. So, you know, watch out for the next week or so, because I'm going to delve down deep uh, a little bit into what I'm going to share with you today. Okay. So I'm just going to introduce the idea of these top seven fears to you. And then as we go throughout the week, we're going to talk about each one of them, um, how they express themselves, how they're developed. uh, And then what are, what's the faith statement or belief that corresponds with it. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to do that. And then, oh, I am so excited at the end of July. And I'll share with you, um, once I have the link ready, uh, probably later on in the series, uh, I'll share with you the link to sign up, but we're going to do a seven day free, completely free. Cause I just want to play around with these ideas challenge. Basically it's going to be delving deep into each one of these seven fears and figuring out what's on the inside of you. Okay. So taking it, you know, the podcast is nice because it it will share information with you, conscious brain knowledge, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But the seven day challenge is really to get you to figure out what's inside you, right? What do you think and value and believe um, so that you can make that change? So I'll definitely tell you more information about that in the future. All right. So let me tell you, there are seven top fears. Uh, As we go through, you'll notice many of these are connected. There's probably arguments to be had for putting one along with another one or teasing out some other ones. Uh, But just for the sake of what we're doing, there are seven top fears and every fear that any human can have can be related to this list of seven fears. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what the seven fears are, and then we're going to talk about how they're related to your thinking and how they affect your life. Okay. All right. So the first fear is be not being loved, acknowledged, or appreciated. This is a really biggie one. Uh, And most people would not admit this, but this is underlying a lot of behaviors that go on, uh, not only in the home, but also in the workplace. Um, When someone does not feel uh, valued or appreciated in the workplace, they will act out. Um, Same is true for children. You know, one of the things I hear from, from teachers and early childhood providers is that, oh, he's just looking for attention. Yes, yes, he is, because he has a need for attention and you are not giving it to him. And so he will fulfill his need one way or the other. And if you're not going to value and appreciate him for who he is, he's going to seek out negative attention. Okay. All right. So not loved, acknowledged, appreciated. The second one is being lonely or feeling alone or not supported. Some people can handle alone time very well because they're very um, comfortable with themselves. I, for one, appreciate my alone time. I will tell you this, this whole week, all of my children and Josh are gone. I am the only one in this house for the whole entire week. It is day two or three. I'm loving it. I'm wondering why have I not done this again? And I'm also appreciating that they're going to be home for a week and then they're all going to leave for another week and I'm going to be here. And I just, uh, you know, I, I get all tickled in my heart when I think about 
all the alone time I have with myself. So that one's not necessarily mine, uh, but you can be lonely too, uh, whether you're by yourself or you can be lonely in a crowd, right? Have you ever gone, uh, you're with a group of people and you don't feel included, right? Or you're not supported. Uh, I often see that from coaching clients that they'll, um, they'll come and say, you know, they don't feel supported by their boss, right? Okay. Now, the third one is, is probably, you know, pretty uh, understandable. Death, dying, loss, aging, grief, um, those kinds of things. So death of a loved one, um, but more, more importantly, the dying process, right? So people will say, oh, I don't want to get old. They'll do whatever they can to not be old, right? There's nothing wrong with the expression of being older, but they don't want their body to wear out. They don't want to, you know, go through that aging process. And um, if you've never lost someone significant to you, you can hold the fear of that loss and what that will be like. And the fear alone can freak you out. Um, I will say this, that the more losses you have when you handle them well, and again, that's a whole nother uh, episode. So if you go into our search engine and type in grief, I've done a lot of teaching on grief, but you can become um, a master at the death and dying process for people around you. Uh, and that can actually be a really good comfort to you and them. Um, the next fear is separation. Um, so this one happens very much related to death, being alone and not loved, but realizing that you um, have some separations between you and yourself. So oftentimes, uh, you know, when somebody will come and they're like, oh, Michelle, I need to get healthy. There's some underlying uh, beliefs that there's something wrong with them. Um, you know, or, or women and, and their body image, right? That there's something wrong with the way that their body is built. There's nothing wrong with it, right? How do you want to love on it, right? Or separation from others. Um, that, that too is a, is a biggie. You know, you can be in the same room with someone and still feel lonely. Also the idea of separated from your higher power or not even having one and feeling disconnected, feeling like you're on your own. Now the next one, um, this is two fears that are kind of lumped together that you could take apart, but the fear of failure and the fear of success. So most people think they have a fear of failure. Like if I go out and I do this, this, you know, new business idea, I might fail. In reality, they typically have a fear of success. What if I go out and I do this thing and I'm wildly successful at this, how is my life going to change? Right? Um, what if I go get this new degree and then, oh my gosh, you know, I'll be, I'll be doing this other thing in my life, right? What if I have that child I really, really want and my whole life changes, which it will, right? So the fear of success can be just as crippling as the fear of failure. Okay. Um, next is the fear of hurting someone else. Now this is one that not everybody has because some people are wired to, it's not that they don't care about other people. It's just that that doesn't kind of fit into their equation of life. And so uh, there are others who are on the other end of the spectrum who, uh, you know, people pleasers, caretakers, 
um, those who are very cognizant of other people, uh, empaths, that kind of thing, they have a fear that if they say or do something, it might hurt someone else. And so they keep from doing things they know they should do in their life or could do um, because they might, you know, insult someone or hurt their feelings or, you know, maybe, maybe that your mom didn't want you to do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, oh, I really, I really want to do that. I have a friend who um, is, is thinking about going back to school and her, her mom is basically like, that's too much time. You're going to be away from your kids. You really should just, you know, stay and be with your kids. And she's thinking of, you know, yeah, but if I got my master's degree, I could jump into this other position that's so much more fulfilling and I could spend more time with my kids because I wouldn't have to be working so much. Right. But her fear of hurting her mom and her mom's feelings is keeping her from signing up for classes. Um, and then the last one is fear of guilt, shame, blame, judgment, and criticism. So um, in some religious circles, this is uh, labeled as the fear of man. What, what are people going to say? So it's not just about hurting someone else, you know, in the previous one. It's that somebody's going to criticize what you're doing. Listen, there's always going to be somebody out there that doesn't like who you are, what you stand for, or what you're doing. Just there you go. That's the nature of life. Um, the other day on my Facebook group, I, you may have uh, seen it. I shared um, a very spiritual experience that happened to me when I died, when my youngest was born. And I've had several people reach out that basically, you know, were disputing what I was saying, telling me that that wasn't possible. And the list goes on. And I just said, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. I don't necessarily agree, um, but thank you for sharing your thoughts because I still want them to share, right? But I don't have that fear of them criticizing me because they weren't there. They didn't go through it. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt what happened for me. So those are the top seven fears that really guide our life. They keep us from, you know, we say we want something in our life. Uh, if you're not getting the thing that you say you want in life, it's related to one of these seven fears. I guarantee you. Guarantee. Okay. And they're all related to your thinking. So for example, you know, um, when you have one of these fears pop up, whether you're consciously aware of it or not, it's, it's kind of like in the background, right? So like my friend who's trying to go at, um, back to school, every time she goes on the website, she starts to sweat. She's like, Michelle, what is happening? And I said, when you think about that, you're becoming dysregulated. Your body is saying there's danger here because there's a fear of hurting your mom and hurting your mom has been dangerous for you in the past. And so your body is interpreting you looking at this website as, you know, fear. So first of all, you need to get your body regulated and then work on the fear. Um, it's all related to our past thinking. So the conditioning and the experiences we've had in our life determine which of these fears are more prevalent for some versus others. So like I said, some people are worried about hurting others. Some people, not so much because that's just not how they're wired, right? Some people can handle alone time. Some people cannot. Some people are, are very, very, very secure in themselves. And while they love and appreciate being with other people, they don't need that love and appreciation from others in order to feel loved. Okay. Um, also, it's related to your perception, right? So when these things pop up, what they really do is they reveal a value, um, which is a, a pa based on your past, right? So for example, 
um, the people who say, I don't want to be alone, they have a value for people. So that's not a bad thing, right? A value to be with people, to be in really good, positive relationships. That's good. And it also reveals your desires, which are more about the current, right? So for example, if I am uh, have a value to be with people and I find that, you know, for a whole week I'm by myself, well, what's my desire? My desire might be to be with people, right? And so that tells me, oh, I can make a decision. I can go out with some friends. I can jump on a Zoom. What, what do I want, right? So it helps you to make a choice so that you can have something that's a little bit differently, Okay, so what if, and, and this, this requires a little bit of willingness on your part, okay? What if you are always loved, valued, and appreciated? What if you're always supported? What if your true spiritual essence never dies? What if loss is just a transformation? What if you are always and forever connected to you, to other people, and to your higher power? What if you succeed more and fail less than you think you do? What if you're always supporting others, even if they have quote unquote negative emotions? And what if, and here's a biggie, what if you are blameless, innocent, and perfect? What if? All I want you to do is just consider the thought. Pick any one of those and just consider the thought. What if? Just take the first one. What if you're always loved, valued, and appreciated, you just don't see it, know it, or feel it? What if it's happening, you just don't feel it? It's kind of like today, um, I'm sitting here, and it's uh, very, it's a little windy, cloudy, the rain is kind of off and on, right? And so my eyes, my perception is noticing, uh, you know, less sun. Is that true? The sun is not less, the sun is constant. It's just kind of hiding behind these other things, right? It's kind of like these fears. These fears are our clouds that, that hide the sun. So what if the sun or this notion that you're always loved, valued, supported, and appreciated is there, you just can't see it because of the clouds? I can guarantee you this. If you listen to this series, if you jump into the seven-day challenge, I guarantee you're going to have new thoughts, and because you're going to have new thoughts, you're going to see new results in your life. Okay. Your fear, whatever it is, and however it traces back to one of these seven, your fear is just a road sign. Okay. It's just saying, hey, here's an opportunity to change course. Here's a fork in the road. Um, here, here's a yellow light. You, uh, you know, it's not a red light that says stop. It's a yellow light that says proceed with caution. Okay. So I can promise you this, we're going to have a great time the next week uh, talking about fear and faith, and I am so excited. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper, have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.